This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello and welcome to the DST, the official Durham Student Theatre podcast. With Matt Redmond. And Izzy Flower. Yay, we did that bit. Uh, <laughs> this week's episode is sponsored by the Mark Hillary Arts Centre. Better tech than the entirety of Durham. And by that we mean the county. We do, we do not mean the university. Why, did, why, why not the university? Why? <laughs> I'm so confused. Isn't the county the city? Or is it way more than that? No. The county, county Durham. Well, here we go. You're now getting geography lessons as well as all the news, entertainment and interviews from the world of Durham Student Theatre. What's the big news this week, Matt? Not just in DST, but worldwide. Whoa, worldwide theatre news? Are we talking about that on this podcast? Yes, we are, because we're running out of ideas already. Yeah, in week two. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the big news this week is that uh, Hamilton will be coming to a screen near you. And by near you, we do, we mean... Uh, America, they never show good movies in this country. Yeah, and also it's going to be in 2021, so... I mean, on the bright side, it's the original cast in the original theatre, which everybody wanted anyway because everyone was downloading, not me personally, but illegal people were downloading bootlegs of it for a good number of years. So now that it's actually coming into real cinemas i legit have not seen a book i've never seen the original no neither have i i i have searched i i have not searched (laughs) on any illegal streaming i have done a very difficult non-search that returned zero results yeah exactly i I mean it it would be nice to hear i think the hamilton um sort of phenomenon has died down just a little bit now but i'm sure it'll flare up again just like it did with lay miz in 2012 when i was what a wee child yeah, I mean, like, a, a film for it is cool. It is nice that it isn't, like, they're adapting it into a film as much as they're really just mm. filming a production, but they're going to have, like, ed- added elements. Because uh, I always feel like those those films are probably the best versions mm. of it. Like, I mean, there's so many things, like, there's, there's an entire, like, suspension of disbelief with an audience in a theatre that you can capture on film, you can't capture it when you adapt it, you know? What's your favourite, like, film adaptation of a musical? Um, I really liked the Les Mis version, though I think some of the casting's a bit rogue. Like, everybody goes on about Russell Crowe. No, but Hugh Jackman's just as bad. Hugh Jackman's awful. Hugh Jackman's wavy, boy. I mean, he's not... He's, he's actually cast, right? No, when he's so. wavy, he's wavy in terms of wavy garbs, as in you think it's cool, but it's actually rubbish. Um... I'm quite fond of the Phantom of the Opera one, even though that is also right. a bit. These are such controversial choices here. Look, ten-year-old me had a massive crush on Gerald Butler's scaly eczema face. So oh, it's not even scaly; it's like a bad sunburn. It's really he like he rips it off, and Christine goes, "Oh <laughs> my god!" And it's literally it's like it's like he's just been drunk and he's got on a flush, and he looks absolutely fine. But so what's your favourite film adaptation, Matt? This is an organic continuation of oh, our conversation indeed well i mean like uh so uh my favorite musical is the producers or it's definitely up there in one of my favorite musicals mm. might have changed in recent years but uh i first saw it in the movie adaptation mm. which honestly is just almost a straight adaptation they just take the sets they just film in front of them there's obviously no audience and they, they change some they change jokes and stuff to make it uh work for film but uh, it is it is one of the most like they almost had the entire original cast 
but even like extras and stuff were like the same people from the original show. Um, which is why I actually don't feel bad that I like, uh, I, I never got to see that original mm. production. But at the same time, even I'll admit, like, over the years, now that I've actually, like, seen it been performed, I'm like, oh, that was way more fun, way more electric. And there's just something about, like, that energy on stage that you just don't get when you're watching a movie. Hey, uh, Matt, do you want to hear a fun fact about the uh, original cast of the, first, of the producers? Uh, sure. The Keep It Gay guy is also Lumiere from Disney's Beauty and I, the Beast. I did know that, But yes. you might not have casual listeners, so I hope you've learned a lot today, because oh, we certainly that. have. I but anyway, so the reason we're talking about film adaptations is because there's a show coming up in Durham that is also going to be turned into a professionally shot with like multiple takes and filmed as a film rather than just a film of a show. And that is Wrong Tree's Lost Connections, which is on between the 14th and the 16th of February in the Mark Hillary Arts Centre. And Matt is now going to interview its director to tell you a bit more of the exciting things we can see in the show. Seamless transition insert. So I'm here with Dorka Farkash. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was an attempt. It was almost. It was almost. Uh, the director slash choreographer of Lost Connections, a fusion of several physical performance arts. Lost Connections aims to portray universal human strategies for the pursuit of pleasure, desires, and connections. It is a character-driven play that follows the lives of a travelling circus troupe and is a visually striking show in which stories unfold through the language of the body, through dance, acrobatics and pantomime. Uh, so thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Um, I guess the, the, the... So could you run me through what this play is about? Sort of the synopsis sort of talks about uh, a, a travelling circus troupe, which is pretty yes. interesting. So It is a travelling circus troupe, so basically we see a very short episode of the life of a traveling circus troupe. So first we see the day in which they prepare for the evening show um, and then the show itself. So it's like a two-act structure thing. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it kind of has an anecdotal structure. So we see each character a little bit, but um, it's not really the overarching narr narrative that has the emphasis um, in this play, I think. Okay, and, and so like the core themes are sort of a, about this thing you say, like pleasures, desires, and connections, like... Yes, yes, so in terms of connections, um, basically I read a book called Lost Connections, um, <laughs> like a year ago by Ivan Hadi, and um, it kind of just tried to figure out why anxiety and depression are so widespread, in, especially in the Western countries these days. So practically, um, I read that book, and I was like, this would be something very interesting to explore in the arts. So um, I chose the theme of a circus because I think that circus characters are like really exaggerated versions of ordinary people. They are like caricatures, but normal people practically. And I think that uh, it might be cool to show these struggles through circus archetypes. Yeah. I mean, I, I imagine that works very well with like physical theatre piece uh, as this is this is a wrong tree show so it is a wrong tree yeah how has the has the process been for that so far has it is it devised or did you write it it is devised so i've had obviously a lot of ideas in the beginning but i was very open to everything new because once you have a cast everything kind of changes because then you actually know what people are going to bring all these ideas on stage sure. so it was like a three-month process which I have to say for devising is actually just not enough. If yeah. you want to do a detailed good work, then um, you should probably do something like uh, the troupe that Rontri and Scottish Mango does. Yeah. Um, but basically, 
I got my cast in November and we started working and because it's pretty different from, I don't know, things that I usually see in a DST, there's a lot of dance in it. I kind of want to introduce dance theatre to the Durham theatrical scene. Um, I was kind of training my dancers a bit. So in the first few weeks, we were doing a lot of more just preparing the body stuff, improvisation, finding your characters, because basically the characters are very much based on the personalities of the performers, um, which I think is quite beneficial because three months is such a little time. Mm. And when you have no script um, from the beginning on, onwards, it's quite nice to base it on something that you're familiar with. Devising a play uh, in, in, in that amount of time, I mean, Rongtree's definitely done plays in a shorter amount of time, but I, I've always heard that it's never enough. Oh, like, it's never enough. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I think you could have an entire year and it probably still wouldn't be enough. <laughs> um, it's just, it, like, I mean, it's how the nature of a story works, right? Like, especially when you've got so many people and so many different ideas. Yeah, you never feel like you actually completed the work. Mm. You always get more ideas, you always want to polish more things. And especially if you work with a big cast, which I did because originally it was 10 people. So device shows, I think, in Durham, you usually work with like, I don't know, six, seven? Yeah, people. probably. And 10 is a lot. Um, oh, uh, <laughs> this is something that when I was going through the, um, the synopsis, I was like, pantomime? <laughs> <laughs> There's pantomime? I love pantomime. Could you please tell me more about how that's in the show? Uh, yeah, so basically, as it's a circus troupe, we're going to have clowns. Two clowns. Love some clowning. Oh god, they are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, come, come to just watch them. It's no. just it's quite amazing. Um, so they use quite a lot of um, non-verbal um, expression, ways of expressions. Um, and also there are some bits and pieces where we just kind of take from pantomime and we're just in, in, inspired by um, kind of mimicking things instead of actually using props mm. or um, describing it through verbal language. Okay. Um, and so the last thing I, I want to talk about is uh, your collaboration with Duft. If yeah. I don't know how much you know about it, just like, um, but uh, essentially uh, this performance will be uh, a week later. It's going to be like filmed and edited into a film where in which it will be the performance, but with obviously like you've got the added benefit of retakes and like different angles and, and the way that you're presenting it. Uh, and yeah, what, what's that like? How's that been going essentially? Um, so basically the filming will take place after the show, as mm. you said. Um, and yes, the, the good thing is that you can do retakes, mm. which is really cool because when it's such a, a complex physical piece, um, it really matters. Every movement matters, kind of. As, as, as we've spoken in theatre, every word matters. So it's really, really cool that we have the chance to explore it from different ways, different angles, basically. Um, is, part of it, is part of it just like, it's nice to have like your work captured, if that makes sense? Oh, absolutely. Because sometimes <laughs> like, you'll put on a play in, in Durham and everyone can see it, it's amazing. But then like, no one filmed it, and, uh, or you couldn't film it because rights. Uh, and then like, that's it, that's, that's that done forever and you want to move on to the next one. Yeah, absolutely. I am very happy about it because this is my first play and probably the last because I'm a last year oh. student, graduate student. Um, so what was I going to say about the film? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, so basically the film will be 
Um, originally, it would have been filmed in Collingwood as well, so we could have used that really cool big black box space. Mm. But unfortunately, the venue wasn't available, so we're going to have it in a spare room, as far as I know. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kevin Wendo is the director of it, and there's a short film, like a, a smaller prop team for that film. Um, and I think it's going to be almost an exact replica of the play, but um, the interesting thing is how you translate um, theatre onto the canvas, because many elements I want to use in the play, I don't know, they're like Brechtian theatre, or just like kind of this... Um, Making the audience uncomfortable. Yes, blurring the lines between the performers and the spectators um, is something that works completely differently on screen. Mm. So it's interesting, it's going to be interesting how Kevin finds a way to do that. It's going to be like a process. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last thing is uh, we, we want you to pitch your show in 30 seconds. Are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, go. Hi there. The reason why I think it would be really cool if everyone came to see Lost Connections is because it's a very experimental piece. Um, it's a long show, so obviously it will be experimental. It works with a cast which I think is very unique to Durham. It's almost a fully international cast, everyone is of different origins. Um, and it's movement-based which is uh, not something typical of Dora. So come and see something different. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all we have time for. Woo -woo. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Uh, oh, um, I think we've already said what Lost Connections is on, but I'll, I'll just say it again just in case. Uh, but Lost Connections will be on in the Mark Hillary Arts Centre, uh, 14th to 16th of February at 7.30pm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> come along. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, no, no worries. Wow, that was a pretty cool interview. Yes, and absolutely recorded at the exact same time as everything else. Yes, uh, a lot, you know, a decent amount of time has passed since we uh, introduced that interview. Uh, and now we're going on to the next interview for Measure for Measure, which is on next Thursday, Friday and Saturday, as he is now going to interview the director. So I'm here with Helena Baker, who is directing CTC's version of Measure for Measure. Helena, what was your original idea behind choosing the play in the first place? Uh, Measure for Measure is a Shakespeare play that not many people know about. And that's always baffled me because I think it's one of his best works. Although it's a problem play, so it doesn't really fit a unique sort of uh, genre. It's got elements that are incredibly relevant today and moments that you just can't believe that this play was written back in the 1600s. So the play really deals with, um, it's got very many themes of the Me Too movement, which we've seen a lot in the press recently. Um, the way that Angelo, who has just been asserted power over the state of Vienna, uses his power over Isabella, is literally just a direct reflection of the news at the moment. And I think from that, idea stemmed my creative vision for the show um, where I would like I I'm aiming to incorporate the media into our contemporary retaking like retelling of this play because I think the just like the depiction of people in the media um, is really crucial um, to today's politics today's states of affairs today like when anything happens we see it in the news and we see we hear bad things we hear good things and i think it's a really interesting point to focus on so and then what is your general creative vision for it because you're using the assembly rooms which obviously has loads of tech what's your basic ideas for what you're going to do with the play okay so the play i 
it's 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 we we've, we've shortened the play slightly so it's much more punchy um, and we are creating it to be a total a seamless transition between each scene so we're using um music contemporary sort of electric um, sounding uh, music to create the transitions um, as well as incorporating voiceovers to show the reflection of the news as well as also um, uh, paper like we're, we're going to create our stage and build it up to be something that is then later destroyed to show the descending power of Angelo and the corruption of his ruling of the state so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's so how's the rehearsal process been? Because people who keep up with DST will know that this has been done in a pretty short amount of time, even for a student theatre play. So what kind of been your methods and techniques? Yeah, this play has been difficult to put on. <laughs> um guessing a week fly slot wasn't wasn't the best, but you know, we, we're gonna work with it. So um Guy was my assistant director, was in Oklahoma at first, so the first few weeks of rehearsals were led solely by me. And then I've been taking part in DDF as of some of the cast members. So this week I've had to leave it down to Guy. So this weekend it's quite exciting. I'm seeing what's happened this week and we're putting it all together. It means that our energy levels have got to stay high. I'm drinking smoothies and vitamins to keep the adrenaline going um but no it's I, I've got all the faith that it's going to be great we've we've got a great cast and there's a great energy in the rehearsal space and it's definitely going to be something that people don't want to miss and finally could you just sum up in 30 seconds what Measure for Measure is about and why people should come and see it next week okay this play watches what happens when someone who has been flung into power starts using laws that haven't been used for a long time and how people who are not necessarily should be the victims are the victims and we see how when so when a postulant nun Isabella comes to try and save her brother's life how the law can be twisted and blackmailed and how it has negative effects and hopefully all comes good at the end. Cool thank you very much Helena back to you Matt. So that was a little bit from Helena who is the director of Measure for Measure, and it's really lovely to be able to talk to to female directors, especially in a in an industry that's so often dominated by awful, awful men. So, oh, Matt, Matt what, what do you have to say? Uh, <laughs> men are the worst men. I'm, I'm you, you can't swear on a podcast, Matt. <laughs> I'm going to bleep it out. Uh, <laughs> what do you think, Miss Flat? Well, as a woman myself, oh, something shit. which a number of people may dispute. She's got a one up on me. <laughs> I just think the, the ratio needs to be more equal, there needs to be a greater proportion moving on, but also that, you know, people, at the end of the day, theatre is a collaborative process that benefits from the input of both male and female and non-binary and so on and so forth. And at the end of the day, I think there's so many women in DST that there's a good proportion of shows being written by them and directed by them, and it can only get better as we all move out into the real world full of real scary adults. So anyway, that's all we've got time for this week. So I hope that everyone has enjoyed DDF week. I know we certainly Ooh. have. If you're going to the Deliviers, I really hope you enjoy it. If you're going. <laughs> Which Matt isn't because he's a traitor. You don't know that. They don't know that. You don't have to tell them. <laughs> but anyway, if you're going to the Deliviers, we hope you have a really good time. And we will, well, I'll see you there. Matt won't. He'll be off doing something to do with the ook, probably. Let me add your hair. <laughs> and just keep an eye out for the shows that are on next week. Lost Connections, Next Weekend in the Mark Hillary, Measure for Measure, 
next weekend in the assembly rooms. We'll be back here next week talking about more stuff to do with DST, more theatre news, more listings, and just coming at you with a good old glug of Matt and Izzy's great and completely non-scripted camaraderie. And so it's goodbye from the DST podcast! That that was the worst thing I've ever done. I really loved it, and that's why we work so well as a team. Bye, friends. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.